Welcome to Subtle Beast, everybody. I am your host, Foltz. With me, as always, my partner in crime and co-host, Mr. Steve Apostolopoulos. How are you, brother? Foltz, I'm doing good today, man. How are you? I'm doing great. It's it's it's, it's good to be back in the studio. We had a couple weeks off. You know, uh, I went on a trip with the family uh, just to get a little R&R. How was it? It was great. Uh, you know, we were at the beach, so getting a little fun and sun, being able to go out and you know, do some fun things, walk the boardwalk and what have you, and... Uh, yeah, just get back to some uh, reality and good family time. So, so we, it's always nice to go away. It's always nice to come back. It is. Uh, yeah, like I said, we went away for like two weeks because we always felt like a week wasn't enough, but you know, anything over two weeks is too long. And it's the truth. I mean, we came back and uh, the day we came back, you're just like, ah, oh, there's no place like home. Yes, that, that, that feeling is definitely present when you get back. Yeah, so uh, had a wonderful time with the family, um, but home now, back in the studio, and we got some great things in the works. Um, like uh, tonight, uh, we have some, uh, our topic's really interesting. We're going to be talking about like uh, social conditioning and, uh, you know, dystopian worlds. And what we're going to do is uh, we're going to go over like a lot of the social conditioning that's taking place. Uh, in like our daily viewing of our movies in uh, with with Hollywood, and because it's been said that um, for well as far back as Hollywood goes, that <clears throat> well probably not that far, but after the creation of the CIA, that the CIA has always been uh, always had a trailer there on the lot, and there's been many directors that and <clears throat> that have come forward and said that uh, yeah they've been fed additional pages to put into movies, and. Uh, you know, we'll leave it up to you to to decide whether these movies are you know, trying to social condition us for uh, something larger in the future. Well, it makes sense. Uh, when television came out, they said it would rot your brain and that you can't sit too close to the screen. And, you know, there was a lot of people that had apprehension against watching too much television. And in the end, as far as rotting your brain goes, it just may do that. Uh, they can yeah. send... Uh, maybe not actual subliminal messages anymore. I know that they were doing that at a time, but they they don't really have to do that. They can just kind of give you an idea and you'll take yourself to where they want you to go. Certainly. And um, I mean, we see it all the time when the, uh, in the media and in, in the big, in the big media stations, um, there was an interesting video going around one time that people saying, "Do you, you don't, if you don't think that all the news anchors and stations are reporting the same thing, and it was this dialogue and it was going on, and then it would just expanded and it was other screens and like hundreds of screens, and all the anchors are saying the exact same thing in unison. Well, of course, because you know one one state or county or town can't be giving out different information that's conflicting to the next because. Well, we have to social condition these people. A great, uh, if you go, you can go out to YouTube and you can probably find this, a great um, experiment that was done on social conditioning. Uh, some of you may have seen it. Uh, a girl comes into a doctor's office and there's a couple people standing in the waiting room, or no, some, forgive me, uh, sitting in the waiting room. Probably about six. Yeah. 
and she sits down and nobody says anything to her but uh there's a beep that goes off and nobody explains it or anything but all the other six people they stand up well she's just kind of like oh okay well then a few minutes go by and a beep goes off again and everyone stands and she finds herself like slowly standing lo and behold the <clears throat> they keep calling the other people back well at the end she's sitting there by herself and some new guy comes in beep goes off she stands up he's looking at her kind of weird she does it again and he's like why are we uh or why are you standing every time it beeps and she's like i don't know everybody else was doing it well sure enough then he started doing it too just because everybody else and i was thinking to myself i might go up to like the uh the nurse's station and be like excuse me and notice every time there's a beep, everyone's standing. Could that be explained to me? I don't want to be doing it, and I shouldn't be. I don't see a sign here. I don't see any instructions at all. Yeah, I don't want it to be like something that was like maybe for like somebody that was handicapped, and then they're like, hey, stop mocking them, you know? Right. Just to get verification. And that's the difference between you and a lot of other people. You would, you would question it where they didn't. They just went along with the fold, and they were standing on a beep and, no, and, and with no direction at all. Which, you know, sadly almost seems, and I'll only speak from my own personal experiences, that it almost seems like that's a majority of the people out there. It does. It does seem that way, and it it's a cultural thing. You know, it goes back to the matrix. Do you want to take the red pill or the blue pill? Yeah. You take the red pill, you get to see reality for what it really is. You take the blue pill, you get to continue with your life just the way it is right and nothing is going to happen no bad is going to occur you're just going to stay with the blinders on well sure i mean i've I've heard my dad so many times in the past he'll say to people that uh, maybe in just in jest but they're not uh, hip to some of the things that go on in the world and he was he'd always say it must be nice and safe there in your bubble and that's just where a lot of people like to live and you know you referenced the the matrix just now and what I love about the Matrix when he gives him the red pill is he says, remember, all I'm offering you is the truth. Not some fantastic, magical, like, oh my gosh, I finally got here and found the Matrix. No, the truth. And it's the same with uh, with waking up to any situation that we discuss here in Subtle Beast. It's a, it's a process and it's not necessarily always fun or exciting. Beautiful. Right, it can be really dark. Uh, I've had many people come up to me in the last few months and say, you know, how do you feel about some of the things that you've talked about on your show in the past have, uh, you know, come to the, the, the forefront of everything? And I said, well, my response would always be the same. You would think that there was some type of gratification in it, but there's not. I mean, yeah, I mean, some people may take our show as a, just strictly entertainment. Great. Some people may take our, our show as a PSA. Great. Uh, it's information that 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 we want that we feel needs to be brought out to the public exactly so here are and and this this is a great way to talk about these topics with an easy delivery that we feel you'll be able to relate to we've got probably eight or so yeah, um, roughly hollywood movies and the topics in these movies hopefully you'll you have you will have seen you know some maybe one, maybe some, maybe a majority of these movies. And that way you will get a good visualization of, of what Fultz and I are talking about. Correct. And if you haven't seen a majority of these or, or any of these, or maybe even one, uh, 
listening to this may just prompt you to uh, you know, go out and check out some of these movies because uh, l- recently uh, me and Steve have rewatched uh, a lot of these. Some of these we 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 know a lot about, and but just looking back o- over them, like movies that we haven't seen in years, and it's just like wow. Wow. So, you know, that might be the, the impact that you get after listening to this podcast and checking out some of these movies is just like, wow. So let's kick it off here. Steve, you want to you know, give a little description of the first movie here? A great one. Yes. This one is one of my top three favorite actors of all time, starring Will Smith. Uh, I am legend. Love it. And this one, he is on screen by himself for two hours. And he does a tremendous job. He certainly does. And I'll have to agree with Steve. Love Will Smith and just about everything that he does. Uh, I Am Legend. Um, it's basically, uh, well, in a nutshell, we're going to give you a breakdown. If you haven't seen it, it's about a viral breakout that uh, the United States and most likely the world, well, yeah, the world, because they said that over 5 billion people or something had perished from this virus, that the world wasn't prepared for. And Will Smith in the movie is like the head, what do you want to call him? He's virologist for the army or something, right, yeah, if you will. A, he's in the military and he's a scientist. Uh, he works on, on viral uh, vaccinations. And they, the one, the I mean, they're, so they do an evacuation. Correct. Because they're closing down the bridges to get into New York City because of the outbreak. Right. And. The evacuation scene is is graphic. It's uh, because he is in an elevated uh, position. They're going to fly him out with a helicopter. Him and his family. They're going to fly. Well, they're going to fly his family to safety. Correct. So this is where it it kind of hits home. Right, because when they get out of the car. Uh, there's just people everywhere and you can see people holding children. Some people have like blood coming out of their eyes, I guess that they are infected with this virus, but to get out onto the platform where the military helicopters are, you had to, well, and on top of that, most people had masks on medical masks, other types of masks. So that's reminiscent of things that have been going on. Um, but temperature checks, Right, the temperature checks were a big deal, and especially in I Am Legend, because Will Smith's character gets through the temperature checks no problem. His wife, uh, either, I believe the thermometer malfunctions, and they do not grant her uh, permission to travel. Right, well, I believe that with the temp check, they had temp checks, and then what malfunctioned for her was the retinal scan that they were doing, and... They, and she's calling to Will Smith, and then luckily he's like a colonel or something high, and he's like, stand down, soldier, stand down, I'll test her again. And then it came back that you know, she didn't have it. She wasn't positive for the disease, and they were able to move on. But So, yeah, that to me, with the, the thermal scans, the retinal scans, uh, it's ear, eerily reminiscent to what we've just gone through with the latest viral outbreak in real life well sure because with our <clears throat> with the viral outbreak in real life here they said a lot of the uh, the first onset was was fever and in i am legend that virus has a lot to do with temperature because their body temperature is raised to like oh, i think it's like 110 or something like that like or 108 just really hot and which makes them shed their the all the hair on their bodies and uh, they can't even go into direct sunlight because it'll burn them so, I mean, it's, it, it, that was a virus of biblical proportions in that movie. But again, they weren't ready for it. 
Right. And I would think that to get to that point, you would need to go through a couple of these type of viruses. Uh, the virus that we've had recently could have uh, done a lot worse. Um, totals, you know, could have been in maybe 50 to 60 million. Uh, <clears throat> right. Which still would have not been the biggest of all time. But you go through a couple of these. Then you start to get your your uh, your ducks in a row. Yeah, you start to get your uh, your sea legs ready here. Right, and uh, you're ready for the big one. Well, at least we hope. <clears throat> so another great movie, I believe, coming out of <clears throat> via 1997, Demolition Man with uh, with Stallone. Oh my gosh! This and uh, another guy who's not he hasn't been out of the movies for a long time, Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes was great 90s actor. He was. Loved him. Yeah, New Jack City. I mean, but uh, Demolition Man, if you haven't seen that in a long time or at all, I mean, so so eerie to what could happen uh, in, in the future if, if, if we don't get a hold of ourselves. Because uh, in Demolition Man, <clears throat> oh, well, long story, Stone gets, uh, gets arrested and he gets frozen in t- until he can be released. So uh, when he is unfrozen, he's in this like uh, you know utopian or dystopian type of environment where the elite are living really well. <clears throat> but um, anybody that ever protested against the elite now they have to live underground and they're ignored. And uh, well, uh, freedom of speech is gone in this movie. Uh, you can't even curse because if you do, a buzzer on the wall goes off and gives you a fine. Yeah, and they use an an AI. Um, voice that says uh, you'll be fined three credits. Yeah, John, whatever you have been fined three credits to the whatever you know. Right. So and uh, that and that gives you having credits in that way gives you uh, one monetary. Uh, you know, like the single currency, digital currency. Absolutely, it does. Which a lot of politicians are all around the world are pushing for right now. Which we've discussed on many podcasts that it just seems to climb the ladder of things that you know, hopefully don't happen, but right. Everything could be tracked in. See the way it used to be is you would have money and the government would want to tax that money at every, every Avenue, every way that they can. And there would be ways to get around those taxes. If you were doing a cash deal with someone, maybe you were buying a crops from a farmer, you take your money, you give it to the farmer, the farmer's not paying taxes. Either are you. You get a digital currency, and no matter what happens, that tax money is going to be taken out. It's everything is going to be tracked. It's one more element of control that the government has. Right. So, I mean, if you're worried about having cash and then it being worthless at some point, uh, probably the best thing you could invest in would be gold and silver because those will stand the test of time. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't matter what happened on this planet. Gold and silver could always be traded for something. And on the other side of that argument would be Bitcoin, you know, which is already a digital currency. You can't see it. You never touch it. And nobody knows really who runs it. But it's out there and it's stood the test of time. Its value has held. It has. It, it is uh, an untraceable digital currency that people use sometimes on the dark web, but it, it is there. It's certainly there. Uh, so, so we have that comparison, uh, and also in Demolition Man, there's no touching anymore. So, if you recall, 
uh, the way they shake hands is like they put their hands up in front of each other and then they go in a circle. It looks so ridiculous. Like wax on, wax off. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, you look at something like that and you say, wow, how absurd that looks. But if you if someone asked me in like 1998, like, well, uh, if you saw a movie and you're like, oh, they were making everyone do this and that and had to follow all these orders, you'd be like, no one would do that. No, wouldn't they? Right. After you are social conditioned to do it, at first it will seem odd to you. Sure. And you're going to want to you know, fight against it. But how long does it really take to condition you to the point where you'll shake hands by moving your arm in a circular motion like that? Right. Especially if the rhetoric behind it supports it. If someone were to say the virus transmits through personal touch at 100% level, you're not going to touch anyone. Nope. And, you know, I think that they, maybe the powers that be would be all right with that. We've, um, through this whole, uh, what we've been experiencing recently, we've seen, uh, I've, I've traveled through other states and I've, I've seen it go from social distancing to down in Maryland, all the signs are physical distancing, which uh, if you listen to some past podcasts, we had talked about that I'd read up on what the origin of social distancing and it said that eventually, and this was in 2006, that eventually then it would progress to physical distancing. And that's exactly what I had to take pictures of it because it was just unbelievable. So, I mean, that's what I'm uh, like, what I was saying earlier. You'd think that you'd get some gratification out of it, but no, it's almost like scary. One of the, uh, side stories of demolition man was that the they were going to take him out to a fancy dinner right <laughs> and uh the the company that there was a uh the fast food wars or whatever of whatever time it was i think it might have even been like 2030 or something like that. right and taco bell won taco so, bell won out so they were going out he's like we're taking to a really nice place tonight taco bell and he was like huh but then they get there. It's like a five-star restaurant. but Right. He was like, because his connotation was, oh, that's a fast food chain where you would get tacos. But in reality, they were consolidating that industry, which happens sure. a lot in industries, um, especially in the, the system in capitalism. If you have capitalism, then you get a, a bunch of uh, homogenation and you get industries combining. And yep. Taco Bell won. So yeah, Taco Bell won. I mean, in, in ultimately, in, in in an ultimate dystopia, it would be the the in my opinion, the governments would want like if you walked into a grocery store, it would be like toilet paper, tissues, just just very generic because there, there, no, you can't have any type people comp competing because competition could lead to an uprise, which could eventually lead to you know you know the rabbit hole's deep, but. Right. They always have bases covered, it seems. Right. And, and especially in a, a dictatorship or a socialist um, government, you would want everything to be in a uniform manner. You would want people to wear uniforms. Sure. Which, uh, speaking of uniforms, that, that, that leads us into our next movie, which I love and uh, I've just watched again recently because of uh, the affairs in the world, but uh, V for Vendetta. With uh, if, you, if you haven't seen that movie or are familiar with it, you might be familiar with the uh, the guy Fox mask or the the mask that uh, Anonymous wears. Um, that one they say, remember, remember the fifth of November. Yes, and V from Vendetta, great movie. It, it it's being taken place in a in a dystopian uh, version of, uh, of uh, in Europe of like Great Britain, I believe, of or London, um, and. Uh, 
it turns out that there's like this one oligarch government and uh there's this vigilante by the name of V who who wears the Guy Fawkes mask. Uh, I won't go into to that whole past because they they cover that in the movie. But uh, he's fighting against this this oligarch government who they have like they have like five different positions of guys that oversee different things. There's guys that run like uh, security that they call the fingermen, which are reminiscent almost of like the SS. I mean, that's how brutal they are. Or uh uh, what's the Star Wars Imperial Guard? Oh yeah, the stormtrooper. Stormtrooper, right? right. Uh, you know, they, they take advantage of every situation they can. So they have all these guys, but then there's a head chancellor at the top who they said was a started off as a as a conservative, and then just was able to get everybody to just basically a one world government where they are. And this character V goes around uh, and blowing up buildings in protest uh, to uh, you have to see the movie for the past because that would take forever to explain. But when he does this, the the oligarch government, they even explain, OK, well, we need to get a control of this in the news. So uh, the one guy that was uh, the head guy that was in charge of the news. So he put out the script. And basically, had they they twisted it to in last night's unannounced demolition of this building, followed by what others say were announced fireworks or not announced fireworks. You know, they just spun it so that it wasn't terrorist attack, so that a rebellion. Re- oh no, the government did that. Right, they they squashed the rebellion by not promoting what actually happened when everybody could clearly see it. Then they spun it and said, actually that was a, a demolition of that building that was uh, planned for us. We just didn't release that news to you. It was like the opposite of nine 11. Exactly. <laughs> yes. But, uh, so yeah, so, th- so they, they got the, the news under control, but then what's even crazier is what, what started this whole dystopia was they had first started out, they told people that there was a, uh, a big bad boogeyman virus out there and that everybody had to watch out for it and everybody had to be masked and there was curfews and martial law. But what it turned out to be was there was three isolated buildings or places where people were taken and they were used as experiments and they were giving them this, these viruses and these people were just dying them. They were putting them in mass graves and just throwing lye on them and, and just letting them uh, disintegrate. But in the whole while, while creating these diseases and infecting these people, they're telling the whole world, well, this is what's going on everywhere. Meanwhile, while the government is infecting all these people, they're working on a, vi- or a, a vaccine for themselves but only for themselves. And then they create it. And once that they're vaccinated and then, so that whole plot goes away and then the dystopia just, you know, it gradually, it, it, it ascends into, you know, just, well, an all right, uh, stand up against the government. And it's just, it's, it's, it's reminiscent of the Patriot act that was passed after nine 11. Funny enough that we just mentioned that, that it's just, it gives the government permission to detain and declare anyone a terrorist that doesn't fit their agenda, basically. Yeah, that's uh, goes back to New York City with that stop and frisk rule. Right. That was completely unconstitutional. Oh, absolutely. That was Giuliani. Yeah. So, Steve, anything you want to throw in before we move on to our next one on V and for Vendetta? No, I think you did a good job with V. Okay. Well, another the, the next movie that we have here is pretty popular. Um, hopefully, a lot of people have seen it, but Contagion. Starring uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon wasn't a. Uh, there were so many different movies. Uh, yeah, Matt Damon won 
I always get that mixed up with uh, was Morgan Freeman wasn't in that one, right? No, he was in the one with uh, Rain Man. That's yes, that's right, that's right. Uh, oh yeah, can, can, so here's some of the the links between contagion and possibly what's going on today. Well, there was there's victims of a huge virus. Number one, uh, the government and uh, doctors are desperately searching for vaccines. Now, meanwhile, in the story, there's an underlying um, subtle conveying of how one misguided policy or decision or thought thoughtlessness action could have a domino effect on on the entire world or the entire masses of a of a certain country, and they're just continuously sowing the seeds of a distraction. Um, Contagion's virus moved fast. That was one where you would get infected. And you would show the results and then be dead very right. quickly. Right. Which we've learned, unfortunately, I had no prior knowledge to this, that that's the type of virus that actually doesn't do a ton of damage because it doesn't spread as fast. A slow-moving virus spreads faster because people don't know they have it and they go out and infect others. Correct. And coincidentally enough, in contagion or... Uh and a lot of people are saying that <clears throat> that our current flu virus, I mean, it, it came from uh, Wuhan, China. Well, in the movie Contagion, it was brought from a single passenger that was over in Hong Kong and then flew to Minnesota, yada, 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 pandemic. Right. So, it, I mean, it definitely seems like that's the underlying tone is that it would start in Asia, be flown back to the uh, continental U.S., well, and I think that regardless of it, no one country is going to be like, yeah, it was our fault. Yeah, we're sorry. Well, every other country is going to find out and point their finger, though, at them. Oh, 100%. But no one's going to be like, yeah, it was us. Right. I Especially mean, China. Oh, yeah. China. So, yeah, so that that's contagion in a nutshell. I mean, there, there's lots of movies out there that we could have compared. We pulled that one out right there because of the relationship to Hong Kong and, and, and the rush for the virus, which a rush for a virus or uh, sorry, a rush for a vaccine is never a good thing. No, because it takes a long time to test a vaccine. That's the thing about it. Correct. You can't just you can't um, scientifically project what your vaccine is going to do. You actually have to go through the testing processes. 100% agree. So our next movie uh, on our list is probably one of my all time favorites from growing up. Um, it's the, w the one we're referencing here, but there was a remake and, uh, but I think that the similarities in today's world were more apparent in the 1984 version of red Dawn. Red Dawn was a, huge deal for Fultz. loved it he he watched it uh we we would go up in the mountains because of it yep play play wolverines and we would so a huge impact on my life i saw that as a as a young kid and it just i mean i could do probably the movie word for word but if you haven't seen it in red dawn it's basically a nato crumbles and the united states stands alone well Needless to say, war breaks out. Uh, mainland United States is invaded by uh, the Cubans and the Russians. 
and they came up through South America through planes disguised as cargo planes and they parachuted in and once they got most of their soldiers in then the <clears throat> those soldiers opened up the border for others and they were able to take over most of uh, mainland America except for like the Outer Ridge borders <clears throat> I believe um, but um, recently in the state of Colorado there is a bill that's trying to be passed um, for re-education camps. Steve, do you know anything about this? I very, I I heard the story and it said something like, "If you refuse to send your kid to school, I think is that what it was." Yeah, along those lines, and it, or or you object to mask wearing, that there's going to be some type of re-education, right? That you have to that you have to attend. And, but they're calling it the re-education camp bill, or they're, they're just calling these facilities or whoever's going to come visit you the re-education camp. Now, coincidentally, in, uh, in Red Dawn, when it was occupied by the Russians and the Cubans, they had camps, big fenced-in camps, uh, that they uh, called re-education camps. And they just kept playing movies saying, you know, the United States is trash, this and that. Propaganda. Right. And, uh, you know, basically, basically trying to rewrite history for Americans. And that's a really scary thought. But this Colorado bill that's being introduced called re-education camps. Well, if you're not familiar with Red Dawn, Red Dawn, where they had the re-education camps, was set in Colorado. So again, are they conditioning? Are they social condi- or conditioning us for that type of dystopia? I mean, and if you do, if you do that, I mean, you're not going to get every person, but you, you'd get a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I totally agree. So, I mean, pretty scary. I mean, Red Dawn as a kid, you know, I always looked at it and was like, oh yeah, those guys are are, are my heroes, and I can't. I can't even take a guess how many times I've said over the last three, four months um, that the uh, the rebellion is only the good guys in the movies. I mean, if you just take a look around at what's going on in today's world, regardless of what side you're on or what side you feel that is the right side, um, is your rebellion being looked at as the good guys? So typically only in the movies one of the cool things about red dawn was that it was the children their their fathers were the ones locked up in the camps it was the children uh who may have been overlooked they were the ones that were already out there in the woods because they got right out right well and they knew the woods real well you know as a kid you don't have as many responsibilities when you're an adult you have a family you have pay your mortgage and go to work as a kid you know the the woods that are around your house like the back of your hand so absolutely those were the the uh the kids that got out and then they were actually like the most threatening people to that yeah i mean they, they ended up be, yeah because they became known throughout not the whole new occupied zone but even in what they were considering free america um that even in one scene they said uh he one of the guys said, we heard that they're going to be sending in some special troops, uh, green berets in the, in the, in the spring to help you. And at that point it was like February and Patrick Swayze. He's like, I don't know. He's like, the spring's a, a long way away. He's like, it's a lot of talk until then, which, you know, it's always, Oh, well, don't worry. We're going to come back. you up as soon as you don't need it anymore. Right. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. And, and like you said, it's a lot of talk. I and mean, was that even just hearsay? I mean, but 
even like if you listen to the radio in the background on Red Dawn, you can hear that they even have to speak in code. Like like the chair is against the wall. The chair is against, and I'm sure that that's alerting the rebels of some type of attack that's going to be coming on. Everyone's got to talk in code because you know who's listening. Everyone. Exactly, and and one of the things that they did was they named themselves the Wolverines, and that's symbolism, and that actually is a huge deal when there is a rebellion, and Anonymous does it as well. That's right. Um, so you can have a symbol, and that symbol stands for something, and the people, it, you may not be, in, when it comes to a rebellion or <laughs> an uprising, you may not be the leader or somebody that dedicates 100% of your time to it. But you can also stand for the cause in your own way and help and help the cause in your own way. But that symbol just is, it just goes so far to say, Hey, I'm going to help you. If you, if you, you know, show somebody that symbol or say, Hey, are you a Wolverine? Even though you may not be, the one of the original Wolverines out right. there, giving it a hundred percent, you're still helping the cause. Well, anybody that you see standing out in the front doing anything, it was it was done because of a numerous amount of people that were there supporting, helping, and make this event. Because I'll tell you what, no one man stands up and does anything alone. It's there's a silent majority in in a lot of different things, and uh, a lot of people don't get recognition. But you know, they're they're the real backbone of of, of the things that go on and, and help these people stand out in, in, in the front and, and and take it on. So without those people, you know, where would we be? And those are the type of people that you need to seek out. And you got to be careful too, because you got other people that'll tell you, yeah, we want to help, but they just want the information so that they can start reporting you. Exactly. Because what do we have going on now that was like contact tracing? I mean, I'm sure everyone's heard about the app, the app that, you know, make sure if you got an iPhone, you can turn it off if you wish. Uh, and I don't know how the Samsung version works, but I'm sure the information's out online. I'm sure it's the same. Somebody told me that the Samsung one, you can't turn off. It's already on. There is something about humanity that it's inherent in some people to want to tell on other people. I've seen it firsthand. I, I, I just witnessed it in line at the grocery store. I was wearing a mask. The lady in front of me was wearing a mask. The cashier was wearing a mask. And someone behind us walked up into the line to go after me. This lady's bagging her groceries, and now I'm up. And the person behind me is putting their groceries on the belt. And the person behind me doesn't have a mask on. So the person in front of me says to the cashier, is it mandatory to wear a mask in here? And he said, actually, it just changed on Friday. It it is not mandatory to wear a mask in here, although it is recommended. And and I looked at her. I, I was... I thought it was a valid question until I looked at her and I saw her staring at the woman behind me not wearing a mask. And then I realized why she asked that question because she was going to say, then you shouldn't serve that person behind this man with no mask on. That's right. And look, you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. You don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. But if your mask protects you, then you know, then, then you're fine. It's just gonna, and I mean, it's gonna be the same rhetoric when the vaccine comes out. You want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. You don't want to get the vaccine, don't. But if you, if you're one of the people that choose to get the vaccine, then you should fear nothing from the people that don't have it. You're vaccinated. It, it's the, it's society. The these people that 
are trying to police other with no authority the, the society trying to police society why did that lady feel that inside her to say uh, to the person trying to try to cause trouble for the person behind me people will go to incredible lengths i saw somebody just within the last couple of days on a local social media page this lady and she took great joy in saying I've been going to a lot of different businesses and I've and noticing places that don't have masks or requiring masks. Now this must have been before, you know, because it was just past Friday. But you know, a lot of places are independent businesses can do whatever they want. And they can say you have to. But um, she took great joy in saying I've I've contacted these businesses or and found out who their insurance company is then called the insurance company to make sure that they're going to lose their insurance and, and so that they can't operate their business it's just like oh my gosh it's just like it's a, it, it's reminiscent of uh you know people that go out and like they slam like a like a restaurant on on yelp it's like who's got the time to do this i mean if you go in and the food sucked. The food sucked. You know, you took don't a gamble. Don't go back, right. You did. Yeah, don't go back. That's your stance. You can, you're not giving your money anymore. Perfect. But it's just like, wow, people will go to unbelievable lengths. To you know, harm others. Right. I mean, I got my beliefs, and, and I, I'm firm in them. But I am not going to interject them on people that that I see out in public that don't have those beliefs. I mean, that's that's terrible. That's a horrible thought process. So, I mean... I don't know. It's it, again division. Uh, we 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 were on our way to coming together, and then we got split up again. And uh, so that's why we thought it was important to you know give you a list of you know things that we're watching on a regular day. Maybe they're just softening us a little bit because well, how many people uh, have thought over this whole time that wearing a mask was a law when I can only speak for our state, but it wasn't so. But it's just, it's been repeated so many times that it's just like, and people say, well, you got to wear a mask. It's a law. It's like, wow. Okay. So, but I mean, do you sit there and you give them your rhetoric for 40 minutes or you just say, uh, well, okay, I'm just going to leave. Um, my stance against masks is that I don't, I choose not to wear them. So I'm not going to fight the store. If they're like, you have to have a mask on in here. It's our policy. Have a nice day. I, I think you hit the nail on the head there with division. I've seen so much division in our society and our American culture of, of recent recently. And when I was talking about symbolism right there, the symbolism that we all used to share was the American flag. Correct. And we would, we would love it. We would celebrate the 4th of July. We were proud to be Americans. We would, we would say the pledge of allegiance to that flag and it united us. But I'll tell you now, folks, I'm seeing racial divide, I'm seeing political divide. I've never seen divide like I have. It's the divided states of America right now. It feels that way. We need to have something to bring us together. Yeah, we need revelation, not revolution. Everyone needs to figure out, look, it's not us that's pushing these agendas. Turn off the idiot box. Stop watching that garbage because no matter what side you're on, you're listening to the... Were we talking about this at the beginning of the show or were we talking about this in pre-show? We were like, it doesn't matter what side you're on. It's not like, because I've seen people, and myself included, sit in front of uh, some station and be like, yeah, tell them. But it's like, well, who are they telling? They're not telling anybody but the people that agree with them. Right. You can now get your news tailored to uh, 
your political party. Which is exactly what was going on in uh, in V from Vendetta. Right. They're, they're just, they're doing it to get you going so that when you're watching it, you're like, yeah, 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 go get them. Yeah, you tell them. That's right. D- and, that just furthers the, the divide, though. It does. because Who are you telling? Yeah, that's the thing. If you think that somebody from the opposition is sitting there and going, oh, well, I didn't realize that. Number one, if, the, if, the, if someone from the opposition of what your beliefs is sitting there, they're probably like, you know, what a crock of crap. Like just like you would listening to theirs. People, they're not tuning in. They're listening to their rhetoric and they're screaming at their TV. Yeah, tell them. Exactly. And and again, all it does is cause divide because then what do you do? You seek out the people that have your beliefs, you know, and the, and then the other side does that. And instead of you know just being like, oh, you know, let's just not even talk about that because that's got nothing to do with our friendship or our personal relationship or our business relationship. Now people are getting fired for what they believe in. Now I've seen people getting reported just for posts uh, that I've seen on uh, on social media that when I read them and, and they've been labeled as racist, I was like, I didn't even see race in the comment. But it doesn't even if, if people if enough people are saying that this comment was offensive enough or in some way was racist. I've heard of several different people getting fired from their job, and it's just like wow. It's just like. Just because you disagree with their beliefs and policies, you want to take away their livelihood? Imagine if that was you. I still have that feeling of hypersensitivity, um, and it's probably a natural reaction uh, to as a culture go through as a as a world go through a virus that uh, was was a pandemic could have been a cataclysmic biblical pan- pandemic. Thank God it wasn't. Um, but then afterwards, you're going to go through that period of hypersensitivity. Sure. I went through it. I mean, um, just recently in our area, uh, our gym started opening back up, which is a big part of my life. So I was really excited about it. And on the first day I went back, I mean, usually working out is a, is a huge stress relief for me. And I found myself getting really filled with a bunch of anxiety. So I had to sit back for a second and try and figure out why. And what I was thinking about was, this is my first time really back into in a public setting after everything that's been going on, my side, your side, whatever. And I caught myself like looking around the room and thinking, you know, well, one of these people might might have been the person in here that did this or said this and in opposition to what I think. And you know what? I really had to check myself and say, you know, number one, it's probably not. Chances are probably very small. But you need to just have your beliefs move on with your life take the grocery store approach is what i like to tell my family which is you take what you like off the shelf you put it in your cart you see some you don't if you can't relate to that take the social media approach you see something you don't like don't engage just scroll it's just like wait because you're never going to convince now granted yes planting seeds is very important but I would see it as uh, two people screaming at each other with a megaphone right in front of each other. Nobody's listening, <laughs> but everybody has something to say. Right, right. And I think we need a little bit more time to sit back and, and listen because uh, silent and listen make up the same letters. So I don't think that's a coincidence. Well, I like that. I never thought of that. So what do you got on this next one? On this next. So we are at uh, World War Z. Well, World War Z starring Brad Pitt, great movie, is about a basically a viral outbreak turning people into uh, fast-moving, killing zombies, and they had to figure out how, how to stop this pandemic. Uh, right off the bat, a similarity to 
what's being trying to be driven by by a certain media outlet msnbc i'm just gonna say it um during uh the last few weeks when there was a lot of looting and fires and all that kind of uh, stuff going on uh msnbc used an image from the movie world war z posting it and uh with it with the title america on fire and you know now there's claims being made that it was intentional for them to do that to further the uh the rioting and and the looting but uh it was interesting um in world war z if you've seen it i'm sorry spoiler alert coming up that if you had some type of let's say autoimmune disease or some type of defect in your body these zombies didn't want to attack you or kill you because you were like a defect like look in the animal world sometimes like the runt will be abandoned by the mother and the litter because it's the you know the strongest or the fittest of the survival <laughs> you know? Star, yeah star one's the strong survival yeah, st- so uh yeah i forget where i was going with that i just got sidetracked but uh well the zombies the the, the thing about zombies is they're infected and then there's a, a group of people that are not infected right that also don't have defects right and you i guess you have to be bitten to get them oh just all i i think i just got my train of thought was the opposite between world war z and what's going on in in our world is that if you had something wrong with you said as an autoimmune disease that saved you versus they're saying around here the autoimmune diseases in the elderly are are the highest at risk well in this movie you know, typically the elderly had something wrong with them. They were they were the safer ones. Right. They went from the most susceptible to being the least susceptible. So is that conditioning to make you be like, okay, well, maybe that's maybe that's the case, and then you go out and they get infected, and then so they can whatever. Well, it goes back to when you're a kid, and you say that somebody has cooties, right? And then everybody at recess runs away from them. Mm-hmm. It's it's the same with the virus. Uh, the people that are affected. Except for this virus, this 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 one was different. Instead of staying away from the people who had the cooties, it it everyone it, instead of instead of quarantining the sick, they quarantined the well. Yeah, yeah. It's the first time in history that that's ever happened. That messes you up. It does. I mean, it's just that. That's why I don't know. I think it's politically driven. Um, in a lot of cases, but uh, you know, I'll digress on that. But what I thought was interesting was, as I saw an article today. Now, this is how it just didn't make sense to me. It said uh, there's been a huge outbreak in the virus due to restaurants and bars being open and people gathering, but there is no evidence that the virus is spreading due to the protesting and riots. So it's that selective. It's like the boogeyman. It's it's around the corner. It's like you know, call your state representative or or, or whoever's representing you in your country and be like, um, "Can I go to so and so?" Or is COVID lurking there? You know what I'm saying? It's it's craziness. I mean, I I can't buy into that crap. It's uh, you pick out what suits your end. Sure, whatever you want in the end is what you publicize and what media gets a hold of, and then. The masses will believe it. Yeah, it looks like, um, <clears throat> pardon me, it looks like in a lot of the uh, states here in the United States that are being uh, locked down the hardest, they all seem to be a, a affiliate of one party. Is that coincidence? I don't know. So time will tell, I guess, as they say. But uh, I guess we should get to, uh, let's jump into our next movie here. Big one, though. Big one. It was a book and it's a movie. Uh, 
The book was uh, back written back in, I believe, 1949. 1984. I'm sure 1984, you've heard that year said so many times over the last few months. Um, great book, great movie. Uh, my son just had to do a big report on it right before graduation. So I was happy to hear he came up to me one day when they had to, were reading it in class. Dad, did you ever hear of a book called 1984? It was by Orwell. Right. Yeah. It was like, you know, one of the proudest moments in my life. It was kind of like that. What was that show that used to be on TV uh, where the guy was a propane salesman, his dad and his son came and said, I'd like to learn how to sell propane. You don't know how happy I am to hear you say that. You know? Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. <laughs> but uh, in 1984, they have like technology advancement and it's percent. It's presented to the, uh, to the, uh, to the public as this grand thing for all of mankind. But, um, it's it's just used for for spying on, on on the public, and there's mass surveillance, which we all know. Gosh, if you've seen the movie Snowden, that gives a glimpse into that. Um, historical distortion and the removing of statues and historical documents. Does that sound anything anything like what's going on right now? It does. Um, there's a super state government, and they're named Oceana. I thought that was interesting because Oceania and the great biggest part of our worlds of the ocean ruled by the party that employs thought police, which would be a better way would be like paid snitches. And they're, they're used to persecute individuality and independent thinking. So again, that goes back to, uh, you know, the programming that we choose to watch so that our side is is the only one and we think yeah yeah our message is getting out no it's not it's just going to you and to the people that already believe what you want and also there was posters everywhere um you've probably heard this term over your lifetime big brother is watching you well this is where it comes from it comes from 1984 it's an orwellian uh quote and they have uh, the telescreen in, in this movie and book, which is used as a surveillance camera, which is, it's combined with your television. And the only thing is you can't turn it off and you can't change the channel. You listen to what they want you to hear. Just like we were just talking about how every news station has the same rhetoric and they all pump out the same information, you know, a, a majority. Um, and it's just, it, it's crazy to see. Now, it would seem that maybe in today, in our age, that big that big brother is us. Big brother is you watching TV because we're we're glued to it and we're hanging on to onto every word and we're choosing sides and we're like, yeah. But again, if you go back to uh, the movie V from Vendetta, there was the, this guy standing here or that uh, you know wrote the story for these anchors and one of the ladies standing beside him says do you think the public is going to buy this and he said lying to the public is not our job that's the government he's like we were just told to write that write the bs you know so i mean it's really crazy so then they also have something called newspeak which is totalitarian rule that has created a completely new language. Now, the interesting thing is that it follows the rules of you know, basic English, English, but no negative speech can be used, um, and it's, it's used to minimize rebellious thoughts. Now, again, let's go back to Demolition Man. No negative speech. You were fined for that, and I mean... Look, so it's appearing again in another movie. So it's like, okay, well, if this is their genre that they'd like to watch, they'll do this with social condition. 
it's crazy. I liked when you used the word programming uh, because it is actually called a television program. Te- television program. That's a, I, I, we really got to watch what we say because our words are so powerful. Like, for instance, uh, if you're in if you're in a restaurant and there's a there's a baby crying or a small child crying, typically you'll hear people say somebody needs to teach that child how to act. No, somebody doesn't need to teach that child how to act. Somebody needs to teach that child how to be and just how to be an individual. We don't need to be acting as though we know what we're doing. No, you teach them that this is the way that you behave. This isn't an act. Right, I like that. So, again, going back to 1984, there's a group called the Prolis. Now, they're a group of workers who are overtly happy because they're clueless about anything that's going on. And the big brother doesn't bother them because uh, they don't complain and they don't cause trouble either as long as they are fed. And basically, they just symbolize mindless followers. Now, throughout history, there's been many experiments done. I'm not sure if we mentioned on our show before, but uh, Stalin, that evil man, he once showed a bunch of his... uh, you know, commanders, how exactly you can condition people to follow you. And he used a chicken or a rooster and he slowly plucked out the feathers of this chicken and it was bloody and painful. But with each couple feathers he picked out, he put down, you know, a couple droplings of a bird feed or whatever. And the bird until it was completely bald and bleeding was still following him around eating these little crumbs that he was putting out for it. So no matter how much pain and infliction and oppression that he was giving this chicken or whatever, or, you know, rooster, it, it still followed him around because that's where the food, that's where the food is. And people always say, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Not in all cases. Be right. very careful of the hand that's feeding you. Yeah, if that hand's the same hand that's choking you, then you got to bite it. That's right. And you got to watch out for people that'll say that they'll take a bullet for you because they could be the one standing right behind the gun. Exactly. So, uh, let's see. What's the, I know we're not done with 1984 yet. Are we? Um, no. So, of course, in any story, you're going to have to have your good guys, your group of rebels. And in 1984, they were referred to as the Brotherhood. Now, they oppose the party, and they meet in secret to plot the, the overthrow of these oligarchs. Now, Big Brother paints them as the sinister people and the, the criminals of everywhere, but they're they're actually fighting for basic human rights and liberties, which... You know, again, it reflects back onto what's been going on here when people were going out and uh, protesting against the stay-at-home orders. People, they were painted as sinister, and a lot of people were saying, oh, we hope you get COVID-19. You should sign this form that the doctors won't help you. It's just like, wow. You know, regardless of what what you believe, um, those people believed that they were out there not only fighting for their rights, but the rights of everybody out there, even the people that were saying, oh, I hope you get COVID so that you can get this state back in order or this country back in order and get everyone back to work. And it's just like, wow, we can have opposing views without being like basically wishing death on people. Right. Those those were the red pill. If you go back to the Matrix again, the uh, proles were the, the blue pill people that just, sure. they just want to continue on and work and just be fed. And yeah, like the one guy that, with that. He, he had originally taken the red pill and he sold them out to go back. Well, he hated it. He took the red pill and didn't want to accept the truth. The truth being that it wasn't a beautiful place and it was actually really messed up and it was going to take a lot of work to get it back to where it should be. He wanted to just go back to the dream. Yeah, and that's like uh, with uh, 
basically everything that we discuss on this show. I mean, waking up and being and, and finding out what's really going on in the world. It's not always well, nine times out of ten isn't a pleasant experience, and it's like Morpheus tells Neo in that movie when he takes the red pill. He, before he takes it, all I'm offering you is the truth, nothing more. And the truth can be a scary place, but if you can accept it, then you could possibly do something about it because knowledge is always power. Right, doing something about it is the most important thing because if you go along in your bubble, in your dream, in your blue pill. And you're just going to take what the food that they give you and be happy to go to work. Then yeah. eventually, at some point, there will be a too late point. Sure, I know. I was always raised <clears throat> to to believe. Uh, what are you waiting for somebody else to do it? If you're waiting for somebody else to do it, you know, a lot of people like to be second to be first. So that they like, okay, well, you go, you do it, and then we'll see what happens to you. And then if it's if it's good, better, and different, then we can make our decision. If, it, if you know if the outcome's good, then then we'll be second to be first. Yeah, we're with him. But if not, you know, and you, and you, you need brave people that stand out and be the first to be first. The trailblazers. Yeah. So you know, the always people, the people that do it before it becomes before you get to that too late point. Right. The point of no return. Before you get to that, you got people that are saying, guys, I don't think this is the direction we should be traveling in. Right. And instead of being like, maybe I should look into maybe what this person is saying, instead of being like, that's a bunch of crap, this, that, and the other thing. No, stay back and just, you know, don't make me do all the research. Somebody's got to put their head up and look around. Yeah. Yeah. Peek up, you know, get get your head out of the dirt. So that's a... well, that's 1984. Big one, huge one. It's been discussed in so many platforms. I've seen it everywhere. Um, now, our last one that we're going to close out with, uh, it's specific to a certain a certain television app. I got one more after oh, this. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you want to do it now? No, no, no. I like, I like where we're going right okay. now. Okay. So, this one you can watch on Hulu, and I highly recommend it. Um, Steve is currently in it. He's he got I a think, few episodes left, right? I think this one is the pride of Hulu. I, when I before Definitely. I, before I got Hulu, um, I was told about this show from many people, and it actually drove me to buy Hulu. And I gotta say, me too. It's it's been worth it. Totally. And season four is going to be coming out soon. So there's three seasons that you can binge right now. Did we say the name of it? No, The Handmaid's Tale, I believe. The Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, I'm not sure if we said it or not. It's not. I believe it's definitely. We're talking about The Handmaid's Tale. Um, interesting. Here's the, here's the, we're, we'll start it off with, with a quote that's said in the, in, in early on in the series. That was the day they suspended the constitution. They said it would be temporary. There wasn't even any rioting in the streets. People stayed home at night and watching television, looking for direction, which, you know, uh, on the early days, uh, in the dark days of the lockdown, especially here in the United States, where this is uh, taking place in this in this series, that that was the case. Nobody was really questioning it. You know, at first it was like, you know, stay home for two weeks, and everyone's like, okay, just two weeks, no problem. To, you know, we can do two weeks. Yeah, and then the, you know, that's when people started to question. Just like in this in this in uh, this dystopian tale, which um, America has basically been taken over by <clears throat> a bunch of crazy people, and America is now called Gilead. So. Which is interesting because if you know anything about the company that's working or trying to come up with a vaccine for our current situation, their name is Gilead. No relation, but 
Maybe. Oh, who knows? Or is it programming? Right. Um, so that Gilead is now the modern day America. It basically engulfs most of a. Uh, uh, of the United States, except for like some some small borders that were resistance and fought back, but a lot of similarities in there. Um, ruled by the commanders, yeah, ruled by commanders. Um, women are being masked and make to and marked to uh, to be identified as their their role in this new society, which is an awful role because due to some plague or virus or whatever, the a lot of people can't have children anymore. So there's these certain, the handmaids that are now chosen, chosen ones that ha- they have to give birth to other people's children and not at their request. So it's basically rape. And and the Marthas, they have a different sect of, of females that are um, like a... What is a Martha? Like a maid? Yeah, yeah, or just an overseer. You know, you know, right, overseer of the handmaids. Right. And so the, there's like a structure of, of this society. Right. And when the first when you're first brought to this camp, you have those Marthas that uh, they put you into and you're watching films on how to pro, you know, on how to be. This is what what the the uh the reeducation camp. Right. And they learn quickly that uh they will hurt you, kill you, maim you. Poke if you your eye out. Poke your eye out, cut your fingers off, hang you in public if you don't fall into order. But so the, the highest class of female in the whole thing is the wife. Correct. Like a wife of a commander. But even a wife of a commander is prohibited from reading. Yeah, reading. They, they're they not allowed. Because why? Now, why would they be trying? try? Because if you start reading, you're going to possibly find out the, the truth and what everything they're doing is just ludicrous. And, and lead an uprising. Exactly. And that's what it all basically comes down to. And, you know, there was another great quote in there in the movie. If they didn't want us to be an army, they shouldn't have given us a uniform, which all the Handmaid's Tales are dressed in red and white and they're masked and... It's brilliant, and, and I love that quote, and, and I totally agree with it. If you don't want an uprising, then don't label a whole group as such. Right. Right. So. Handmaid's Tales, it's worth the watch. It's worth getting Hulu for. Totally. Uh, and uh, any of these movies, go out and check them back out. I mean, and then uh, you're just going to be like, wow. It's really eye-opening, especially if you haven't seen these in a long time or at all. Highly recommend checking them out. I mean, there's tons more movies that deal on you know the dystopian future, possible future. But uh, this was our core list that we thought that we wanted to bring out tonight. And, well, I got uh, I got one more. For oh, you. that's right, you do. This one, this one is so we've been talking about um, invasions, things of that nature. We've been talking about occupations. We've been talking about the way that we've been conditioned and different techniques that an oppressive power will use to condition the public or a society or a culture. So this last one that I want to talk about is the colony. Whoa. Very good, Steve. I loved that series. Oh man. They basically, this is what happens. And this is, this, this one takes it a little bit further, but really it is a great uh, graphic depiction of what it would be like to be occupied. Um, The world is visited by, uh, beings from outer space, aliens. Correct. And they're technologically more advanced than we are, and they enslave us. And they put border walls down around our major cities, and then no, it becomes no man's land in between the cities. They kill all the people in in the in between the cities. So they, they have everything marked in sectors, and the people inside the sectors are being oppressed 
but they allow the cultures to continue. Yeah, but there's martial law. There's there's curfew. There's all that. There's, there's no no gathering in large groups. There's drones at, oh, with killer drones with guns that if you were found to be doing something out of what they want you to do, they could they the drones will shoot you autonomously, automatically. Yeah, because it's like a hive mind, so it's just a decision made. Kill it. Right. So that one shows. A, oppression and a rise up of a of a, a rebellion right there was a resistance uh, there's always a resistance when there's uh oppression going on correct and uh the resistance was able to uh, occupy i mean they were able to operate and and do certain things like blow up some of their ships and kill some of their leaders right yeah we never really find out what happens though because the series got canceled but it ended, spoiler alert, with them leaving the <laughs> occupied zone. Uh, and making their way in the, right. the woods. So, ba- I mean, you could look at it as the ending or is it just the beginning? Who knows? So, craziness. Yeah, that was a good one. Great series. I'm glad you brought that up and, re- and remembered to bring that up. Gosh, it was just one of my favorites. So, But, yeah, so now that is our complete list for tonight of uh, – you know, uh, special or social conditioning and possibly getting us ready f- to accept some type of dystopian future, which any of the things that we discussed tonight, if that sounds appealing to you, uh, I'm sorry because it just doesn't to me. Right. And it's an example of how social conditioning works because all of these are Hollywood films, uh, television shows, and it is just the best way to get a message to the masses is to put it in a film and then make it entertaining so that people want to watch it and want to be conditioned and and keep them at home so that they're constantly are watching. So, well, that's our show for you tonight. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we got much more coming down the pike. So stay tuned with us. Uh, thank you for hanging with us during this time. And we hope everyone's doing well. And until next time, I'm Folds. And I'm Steve. And we'll see you next time. Take care one another. Bye-bye.